The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about the essential email campaigns that you need to have in your business. Now, before we get into that, we've just put together something really cool for you, and it's totally free too. Really cool and totally free. You see, you want to make more sales from your email marketing. Doesn't take Kennedy the mind reader to know that. That's why you're listening to this show. But you can't make sales if nobody's clicking on the links in your emails to look at the stuff you're selling. And that's why we decided to put together 12 of our favorite creative ways to get more clicks from every email that you send in our new download that we're calling Click Tricks. Now, it's yours totally free as a listener to this podcast today when you go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks. He ordered fish and chips last night and then forgot to pick it up from the chip shop. It's very naughty comedy hypnotist, Robert Temple. And he probably won't renew at the end of his Kindle Unlimited trial. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Okay, what did you order? Was it actually fish and chips? It was fish and chips twice, fish and chips, two fish lots twice, or whatever they call it. And um, uh, that's a northern, northeastern thing, isn't it? And uh, I, I accidentally clicked... Two fish lots? What's that? I, that's not a northeast thing. I've never heard... What, what did you say? Like a, a patty lot or a sausage lot. That means something and chips. No, it doesn't. It's a Sunderland thing. It must be a Sunderland thing, then. It must be a terrible Sunderland. Anyway, um, I accidentally clicked order collection instead of delivery on the online thing, and then got a call 15 minutes after they closed saying... You haven't come to pick up your fish and chips. You were like, you haven't fucking delivered it. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Rach has got COVID. Yes. Rach has got COVID, so we couldn't go and pick the damn thing up. Uh, I'm not insured on her car. And uh, anyway, so we said... uh, we said, well, we can't come and pick it up. Um, I said, my girlfriend drives, she's got COVID. And uh, she said, oh, we'll come and drop it off for you. So he came and dropped it off about 20 minutes after they closed at this point. And they were, they were they said, oh, we thought it was weird because we normally deliver to number 54. That's really interesting, so number 50. What's this? So hang on a minute. I'm going to, I want to dig into this Kindle Unlimited thing because I signed up for um, Audible, mm-hmm. the audiobook thing from Amazon. And I thought, because I'm an idiot, I thought that it was a bit like Spotify for audiobooks. I thought like you sign up, you pay your $7.99 or whatever it is, and then you get all of the audiobooks. I hadn't realized that you then have to pay for the audiobooks and you just get like a free credit every month towards an audiobook or two. So and then and then I decided I don't like audiobooks. Controversial, controversial. So what's the crack? With yeah. Kindle so basically, Limited? Kindle Limited they, they advertise it to you on your Kindle and they go, "Oh, you should get this. You get three months. It's a three month free trial. So I want you to really make sure you don't Hopefully like it. You'll forget, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and so what what you get is um, unlimited access to Kindle Unlimited books, but they're none of the books that I want to read. Basically, so it's oh, okay. a selection. I think I don't know for sure, but I think they're all like self-published, maybe indie authors rather than, you know, James Patterson and you know all, all and all the non-fictions of that that we like to buy and read each week and stuff. So it's it basically I can't just like search and go, oh, that's the book that somebody recommended. I'll get that because every time I do, and there's probably a marketing lesson in this. All I want to do is I want to hear somebody say, oh, you should buy this book and read this. I want to search Kindle Unlimited and it go. Yes, but instead, it says, no, you have to buy it. So there's, like, double disappointment. So, yeah, that's that's basically the crack. Anyway, regardless of our... After that after review. After that review, so it's not for me. So I, I think 
we'll see. We'll see. I have finally found a book I enjoy. I found some, like, crime fiction books, uh, so that's quite good. Anyway, this is actually the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business, which basically means more sales, more predictability in less time. With a brand new episode of this show, every email marketing Wednesday. I like the word email marketing Wednesday as much as you like Kindle Unlimited. That's what I'm going to say. That's all I can say about it. It's just flipping Wednesday. Good. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Do us a favor. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player because that means you won't miss out on an episode of the show. So grab your podcast player, your phone or whatever it is and hit the subscribe button to make sure an episode of the email marketing show downloads onto your device automatically every single week and while you're listening to this snap a quick screenshot of this episode share it on instagram on your instagram stories and then tag us at robin kennedy we'll share it to our story give you a bit of social love and we would love to see that you're listening to this episode as opposed to any of the others we want to know what you're listening to by the way it really is us on the instagram like we're the ones checking the stuff like when we reply it's pretty much probably us like yeah we haven't until we get really famous and yeah, rich yeah, and arrogant, yeah. and then we'll yeah, we'll, and then, then we'll have we want to speak to you, lot. Christ, no. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we actually thought we'd uh, tell you why so many people are switching to Keep for their email marketing automation. You see, we've been using Keep as our platform of choice for more than twelve years each, and have four accounts between us because it allows you to manage your contacts build amazing email automations and run the whole marketing and sales system in one place for your business. And with their swanky new user interface, it is intuitive as hell. And they are sponsoring this episode of the Email Marketing Show. So go see why we love it so much by getting inside, having a fiddle, play around, build some stuff out and take 14 days to do it totally free and see why so many other small business owners are switching to keep by going to emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep so let's dig in then to the essential email campaigns that every business every business without fail needs to have in order to succeed now before we get into this we're going to give you a list of campaigns that you absolutely need to have but remember that we all build our first campaign at some point in every business we've started we've had to go in and build that email campaign for the first time so you don't want to get overwhelmed by this list what you do want to do is commit to building one campaign out every six weeks every eight weeks that's what we do we just build out a new campaign every six to eight weeks we don't feel like we have to sit down and build them all right now before we can even start putting people in the front end of it and put and, and subscribing people to the list you don't want to do that you want to make sure you're just making progress. And that's what we encourage you to do. It's what we encourage our members of the league to do. Just make sure you're making progress. So the very first thing you want to have is some kind of sequence, some automation that delivers your lead magnet or your product. However people join your email list, some people will do it through a free thing, a freebie, a lead magnet. Some people will join your list for the first time by buying something from you, which is delicious too. However they're doing that, you've got to have a sequence which delivers that. Now, it sounds kind of obvious, but actually, I was in a discussion just this morning in a forum in another membership we're a member of, and 
it was a big discussion around how do you do this? What, what should be in that? You've got to make sure people get the lead magnet and you've got to make sure that they know how to access it and you want to encourage them to actually realize how valuable that thing is, even if they never actually look at it. Because the number of the percentage of people who don't even download the free thing they've asked for is staggeringly high across the world. So what we have to do in that sequence is we want to make sure people realize just how valuable that thing is, how much of an expert you are, and how you can help them, even if they never actually consume the product, even if they've paid for it, they might not even consume it. Shocking, but it definitely happens across every industry. You want to make sure they realize how valuable that thing is. Now, this is going to sort of follow a bit of the subscriber journey, really, for the first part of this in terms of what they actually experience. And we always, we said this before, but it's important, we always build out our email marketing based on what the subscriber will see, what they will experience, what they're going to get next. We don't say we're going to send them this, then we're going to send them this, then we're going to send them this, which is a very bombarding mindset. We're just going to send stuff and they'll have to just accept it. Instead, it's, and then they're going to receive that email. Oh, and if they click there, then we don't need to tell them about that anymore so we can take them out, they can come out of that and then go into the next thing and it's much more subscriber centric so after somebody has opted in for our lead magnet or while they're going through our lead magnet or product delivery sequence that kennedy just mentioned we're then going to put them into our welcome sequence because it's so important that we have a welcome sequence that sets them up for the fact that they're not just getting the lead magnet and then that's that i mean sure they can go and unsubscribe if they if that's all they want they can do that that's fine but we want to set them up for the fact and do this handover piece between the lead magnet that they opted in for and the fact they're going to keep hearing from us every day going forward. So we use our welcome sequence. We call ours the getting to know you sequence named after the musical, the King and I song, uh, getting to know you. And basically this is something that gets to know them. They get to know you. It introduces what they're going to expect to get from you. So how often you'll email them, what you'll email them about, where else they can connect with you, why that's a good thing. Cause at the end of the day, again, our emails are only good or they're only exciting to people if we tell them they're going to be good and exciting. If we just say we're going to email you every day, that doesn't sound very exciting. If we say we're going to drop you a little short, sharp hint, tip, story, idea, or piece of inspiration every day, that sounds exciting. So we're going to do that. And actually, we've got a whole bunch of members of the league who've used our getting to know you sequence and actually, like, with, even though it doesn't sell anything, have actually booked sales work out of it. So they've had like a prospective client has replied and said, this is perfect. In fact, can I talk to you? Like literally from the first few emails, our getting to know you sequence is only four emails long, but we've had that happen for us and a bunch of our clients as well. So this is such a powerful thing. So once the person's welcomed into your world, they've had four emails which are packed full of all those important psychological things, building trust, building rapport, building your status, creating desire, setting expectations, all that stuff in just four emails. Because if, you're, if your welcome sequence is longer than that, you're really getting in the way of being able to offer a product or service that actually solves the problem they want to get to. If you spend like seven days, 10 days telling people all about your credibility and they're like, yeah, 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 that's all lovely and everything. I'm sure you're wonderful. I sort of believe you now. Can you just help me solve my problem? So we wanted to shorten that. But after we've done that, we want to get straight into the initial sales campaign. So the next thing you want to have is some kind of sales sequence and automation that introduces your core 
product, your main thing you offer. For us, that's our membership, the league. For you, it might be a particular product, service, membership, whatever it's going to be. The reason this is really important is because you want to set context. The whole purpose of this is to introduce your core product to somebody who has never heard of it. This is your opportunity to say, this is what it does. This is who it helps. These are the features. These are the benefits. This is the transformational outcomes that people are going to get from this thing, which means even if they didn't have, if you didn't have any other automations, every day-to-day regular email newsletter you send out is, is being la- is landed into that inbox and is being seen through the eyes of someone who already knows what the product is. All they're doing is trying to figure out why they should buy it and why they should buy it now. So we need to have a sales campaign that introduces a core product. Members of the league, you know that we have a number of these uh, that you, you would tap into. So you're going to be using things like the Overture or the Columbo, or there's, there's a whole bunch of that you can use to introduce your product for the very first time. So that's a context building sales campaign for your, for, for your primary and main core product. Right. Now, after that, we want to go into a different sales campaign, but we want to now do something that sells the thing from a totally different angle. So in that first campaign, you've walked them through what it does, why it's good, who it's for, who it's not for, and they sort of understand that. Now we want to address this from a totally different angle based on the fact that they have this newfound knowledge, or a lot of people will now have this newfound knowledge because they've seen some of the emails before. And again, when you send, say, six or seven emails over the course of a week, you reach a huge percentage of your list. That means not everyone's opened every one of those emails, of course, but everybody's at least seen one of them and therefore understands something about the product. So now we want to approach this from a totally different angle. Ideally, something that doesn't feel like a sales thing. So in that first one, typically, we're sending people directly to the sales page and we're directly selling the thing. What we now want to do is to maybe address it from a different thing. So maybe you send them to a piece of content first. We've got a bunch of campaigns that do this, like our Golden Cloak campaign, our Black Widow campaign. Basically, it sends them to a free video. It sends them to a webinar. It sends them to some piece of content that they can consume that builds beliefs and whatever, and then sends them to something to sell straight after that. And this is really important for making it feel like they haven't come out of one sales campaign and straight into the next one. Because the person's joined your email list for value, right? So think about the journey. Most people, they join your email list and then they just bang you over the head with stuff to buy. What's happened instead is they've joined your email list. Your first four emails, your welcome sequence, were all valuable. They're not just about you. They've actually got value in them. Then they've had maybe six emails, if we're using like the overture, some kind of that initial context-creating sales campaign. That one is directly selling for six days. But then you don't want to just continue selling again because... Now they're just thinking, hang on, this person's just emailing me to sell me stuff. No, we want to interrupt that belief, change that belief around, and now be emailing to, here's a training video, here's a webinar, here's a challenge, here's a thing, as Rob said. So the, the subscriber experience, that journey, is now you've switched into giving value again. So that sales campaign is prefaced, is uh, it has, has a basically a shop window on it, which is value driven. And you can do a couple of campaigns like that. I think for us, we have, I think we have two or th- I think we have three campaigns, which are all, no, two, two campaigns, which are, which, which look like value from the outside, right? So we've gone welcome sequence, value. Uh, we've got some kind of context building campaign, very direct sales, and then two more value-led campaigns. The experience for a subscriber is amazing, and they stay engaged. They keep opening your emails, the long-term relationship with this person. But then 
what we want to do is you want to then go into another campaign, but this one's about handling objections. And we have a very overly dramatically named uh, named campaign that we use for this that we call the interrogator. Now, it sounds like we're going to shine a light in someone's face and be like, why didn't you buy? But actually, we're not. We just came with a dramatic name so that people will remember it. And so, honestly, we would remember it. And that's basically a campaign which, which over a bunch of days says, hey, I've been telling you about this awesome thing. I've told you about it for a few days. I've told you about it directly. I've told you about it through some content, all that sort of stuff. And I noticed you haven't purchased yet. I believe from the way you joined our email list and the reason you're in our, our world that you've got this problem. And we solved that problem with that thing. You haven't bought that thing. I really want to understand why you haven't purchased. And then you can go on to handle those objections, right? You can do that using some surveys if you want. You can just have a series of emails, if you want to keep it really simple, which handle different objections. But just be careful when you do that. If you're going to just handle a bunch of objections in emails, make sure you're not also writing them in a way that actually raises objections, right? Make sure when you're handling objections, you don't raise new objections for people by telling them about things they hadn't even considered to be a problem. So you want to somehow overcome objections in the next phase. Now, at the end of that point, of course, you can have as many of these campaigns as you want to all mixed together. We've got a whole bunch of them in a row. And so now we're going to take, once you've got all your campaigns in a row, at the end of that, people are now going to drop out of the campaigns. They're going to drop out of what we call this main part of your email engine. And they're going to start receiving your day-to-day emails, just the emails that you're sending every day, three times a week, once a week, whatever your frequency is, hopefully every day, or at least a few times a week. And so whilst that's happening, though, we have two more campaigns that are in our engine running in the background, waiting to be triggered. They're literally, they're not running all the time. They haven't got people going through it. Well, they actually do have people running through the time. They're not like in that initial engine though. They're waiting for somebody to be flagged up as actually this person needs to go into this. The first one is the revival or re-engagement campaign. Generally, the world calls it a re-engagement campaign. We call ours the LOL revival campaign. And basically what this is doing is it's waiting looking ready to pounce for subscribers who have disengaged. And disengagement can mean lots of different things to lots of different people. That's a whole podcast episode in itself. It's a whole five-day challenge in itself that we run. But in short, you're looking for somebody who hasn't looked at your emails or clicked on links and that within a fixed period of time because that person's now disengaged. And if you continue to email a big chunk of people and that that section that segment of your list will be much bigger than you think it is uh, if you've never looked at it before. If you continue to email those people in the same way that you email the people who are engaged and are paying attention, you are going to really damage your deliverability. So what we do is we have the revival and re-engagement campaign looking for those people. The moment they're disengaged, they get sucked out out of our sort of day-to-day emails and they get dropped into the revival and re-engagement campaign instead. And that basically is there to say, hello, do you still want to hear from us? Do you still want to hear from us? Do you still want to hear from us? In some very clever ways, which wrapped in content and, um, and, and questions and things. And then if they re-engage at any point over the course of those 14 days, then they'll be put back into our email marketing and they'll be allowed to continue. And if they don't, well, then they get unsubscribed or removed from the list so that we're not continuing to bark on at people who are not interested and damage your deliverability every time. So that's one extreme. You've got a bunch of people who have disengaged, stopped paying attention to you. On the other side, the other extreme, you've got people who've been going through your other sales campaigns or are, are in your day-to-day newsletters, your, news, your newsletters, your emails and the stuff, who are hyper-interested. They are so interested, they've checked out the sales page for your core product a number of times 
And that's what we call a tell me more campaign. You want to tell me more campaign. I mean, ours is called the tell me more campaign. It's it's had a look at it, but hasn't purchased yet campaign. It's the hyper interest campaign, whatever it is. This is people who've got high buyer intent. That might be a person who's taken a look at your sales page three times within the last X number of days, right? And what we're going to do with those people is we're going to take them out of any automations they're already in. We're going to take them out of receiving our day-to-day emails and we're going to put them through this specific campaign, which is all about helping somebody who's at the verge of buying. It's the person who's in the store, who's picking it up, checking the ingredients list and asking questions, will this work for? It's the online digital equivalent of that level of buyer intent and the Tell Me More campaign at that point takes over and helps them move towards purchasing. And that's running all the time in the background. It's just looking for people who are checking out that sales page X number of times within a certain amount of, a certain period of time. And then it puts them into that to help convert them. It's this highest intent conversion sequence, if you want to call call it that. Okay. That's the next thing you want to have in the background running. But of course, that's, that's quite a bit we've talked about today. Let's just rattle through them very quickly. So you've got the lead magnet delivery sequence to get people the thing they wanted. Then you've got the welcome sequence, which is designed to get them ready for what's coming next. Then you've got a sales campaign that introduces your core product, a sales campaign that sells it from a different angle, ideally wrapped in content, a sales campaign that handles objections. Then they go into your day-to-day emails, which is not a campaign, it's just the stuff that you're doing. And then they receive your revival and re-engagement campaign if they disengage. And if they're the opposite of that and they show hyper buy intent by looking at it more often your products then you put them into the tell me more campaign it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of stuff and of course you can not do it all by tomorrow you probably can't do it we couldn't do this all in a month honestly we could not do it all in a month because let's be honest we don't want email marketing to take over our business we want it to run our business and make our sales that's a lovely thing but what we want to do is spend maybe two hours a week two to three hours a week let's say and just chip away at it. Maybe say, hey, this month I'm going to write my welcome sequence. Do it. And then in six weeks time or eight weeks time say, right, I'm now ready to tackle my initial sales campaign that introduces that core product. Do it. Just take each one and build it up time after time after time. Build it up as pieces. We see it all, we think of it all as train carriages. It's almost like you're adding an extra train carriage into your business, making your train of email automations a bit longer and more effective, right? And the other thing with this is that as you do each piece, you'll get more confident with it and that will make the next bit easier. If you try and like slam through it all this month and try and get them all written this month, A, you're not going to do your best work on that. But B, you're going to maybe have you know misconceptions or ideas of something that doesn't work and you try it but if you write all of your emails from that frame of mind you've now got loads of emails that you need to go back and change whereas if you just do one put it in live maybe you write the lead magnet delivery sequence and you put that in and let it run for a little while great see how it responds see how people engage with it now you can come back and do the welcome sequence next month as kennedy said and by building it out bit by bit you build more clarity in your own mind you build more confidence with it you get to learn on the job and then apply those learnings to the next uh, campaign that you write and that's really powerful because you just feel more confident with the whole thing as you go and like kennedy said that way you can do it all bit by bit within the next six months you'll have it all built and working and brilliant and that that's going to make you feel excellent and what's really good is it won't take those six or eight months that you're building it to see results from it 
because you're building it and putting it into your system live so you get results as you go that's why we built it this way because we can't wait around to start getting results from work you know we can't be doing work now that's going to get us results in a year's time we need to do work now that's going to get us results now and because it's automated it stays in there and gets results for for the future we went in and edited this week we went in and edited a campaign that we have not edited not even looked at not opened up for two years and yet every single week it's making us sales and that's a really beautiful thing about it and the thing is once you've got this what we call a core engine these 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 core campaigns automation set up you can then pick every six to eight four to eight weeks you might go i'm gonna grab a new campaign idea i've got and you could launch that live to your email list or you could and then if it works really really well Add it into your engine as well. You might like take do what's called a splinter campaign, which is you take a little bit out of your membership or a little bit out of your program or course, and you sell it separately. And you go, oh, actually, that worked. Some people didn't want to commit to my main program, but they wanted to buy that. So I promoted that as my little as my promotion live. That worked really well. I'm going to add it into my engine. And if it didn't work as well, or you can't automate it, you don't have to. We don't automate every single thing that we do. But we don't run a brand new fresh campaign every week or even every month. Six to eight weeks is when we do it. So once you've once you've done that, it means you're ending with the best possible position to help somebody get the solution to their problem and do that by investing and buying from you, handing you their cash. But after that, what happens? Well, you now want to put them into what you would call a long-term nurture campaign. And this is just your day-to-day emails, the stuff that you're sending all of the time, the cool story-led, value-driven sales emails that you send as often as you want to. In our business, that's every day. Uh, It could be a few times a week. If it's less than three times a week, we think that really you're missing a trick there. But basically, you get to send those emails to deepen relationships. And what happens is those emails solve two problems. One is they maintain the relationship with the subscriber between big sales campaigns. So let's say every four to eight weeks, you're going to run some live campaign like a webinar or a challenge or something like that. A sales campaign that you're running live, you don't just want to turn up and go, hi, knock on the door. I'm going to try it. Hang on. There we go. Oh, Do you remember me? Nice. I've got I've got a big foam thing on my door. Um, hello. Do you remember me? Um, <laughs> can I... Uh, that was a microphone joke there, folks. Uh, hello. Do you remember me? Can I sell you something? You don't want to do that to your subscribers. Instead, you want to be there all the time so that it doesn't feel like you just pop up to sell them something and then disappear again. So that solves that problem. And it also just solves the problem of timing. If somebody comes through your email engine, the stuff we described, and they haven't bought your product, despite all the chances and the offer being really good and really dialed in and all of that stuff, that just means the only reason they haven't bought yet is fundamentally they just don't need it yet. It's not a priority for them in their business. It's a timing thing. Or they don't trust you yet, which is actually still a timing thing. They will trust you eventually. Just got to keep going. And so by showing up every day or three times a week or whatever, you get to show up and build that trust or, and build that timing. And when the timing is right, you're right there at the top of their inbox. Every day, somebody will come along and buy something from us that they've been sat on the fence for for ages. And suddenly they read the thing that made them need to go, actually, I need, I need this. And actually, I need it. I need it now. I need it yesterday, but I didn't yesterday. So I'll get it now. And that's what that does. That's exactly what it does. Now, of course, we really want you to go and build out all of these core, absolutely essential email campaigns in your business so you can you can start getting these results and start making them predictable. A really good shortcut is to use the ones we use. You can literally grab the, the Google document of our exact emails, fill in the gaps to make it personalized to you, and then plug them into and send out 
to your email list. And then if you want to really understand all of the psychology that Rob as a hypnotist and me as a mind reader have added into those, we can also give you a video for each of those campaigns where we walk you through exactly why we say certain things so that you can actually improve all your email marketing, improve all of your copywriting across everything that you do. And that's just part of what we give you. If it sounds good, right? That is just part of what we give you inside of our membership, The League. So if you want to go and check that out, you can go to theleaguemembership.com theleaguemembership.com and you will instantly get access to more than 24 complete email campaigns, sales campaigns, our welcome sequence, the getting to know you sequence, our revival campaign, re-engagement campaign, the tell me more campaign, all of the things plus a lot more so you can apply it to your business and start really implementing these, but doing it faster and probably doing it better. So you're almost like getting a leg up on the actual results you'll get from it as well. So you can do that over at theleaguemembership.com. Um, hopefully we'll see even more of you over there. I know many of our league listeners already listen to the show as well, and they can will tell you that all of that stuff and much more is in there. So now it's time for this week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week. What have you got, Rob? This one is the words, you free now, question mark, because grammar is so last year. Uh, you free now, question mark, all lowercase, so no uppercase letters at all. And then the little pair of eyes emoji, the little two white eyes. Um, a very cartoony, stretched white eyes. And this was, we were about to go live about half an hour after this email was sent. We were about to go live and do like a behind the scenes tour of our membership, the league. And it's a really cool thing that you can build into a lot of the live running campaigns that you're doing. Um, or you can do use an automated webinar if you want to use it in an evergreen campaign. And it was literally just to say, hey, what are you doing right now? In about half an hour, we're going to be popping on. It's actually stupid. What are you doing now? Because in half an hour, uh, in half an hour, they might be doing something else, but it works really well. Uh, you need to give people enough time to be able to to like get the email, think, oh, I can probably make it back to the computer. So what you're doing right now, in half an hour, Kennedy and I are going to go live. We're going to do this thing. Uh, and it's a really cool way to do an ad hoc very last minute, not like a big build up to it, just to catch the people who are live and available and free now. And this works particularly well if the thing you're going to do is like inside, if you've got like a free Facebook group or you've got a, a social media profile somewhere that you can go live it works particularly well if you do the live there because then you get the double benefit of gathering all the people who opened your email in that time and let's just face it by the way a huge percentage of people who open your emails will open them within the first hour of it being sent. So don't think that you're only being seen by a tiny, tiny number of people. That's where you'll get the majority of your opens if you track the engagement and clicks from your list. And then it tails off very rapidly after that. So you get a combination of those people and you get a combination of the people who are on your social media platform who just get a notification saying you've gone live. And that works really, really well. I love it. Okay, so that's this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Just before we go, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to make sure you're subscribed to the Email Marketing Show. Brand new episode every single week. Next week, we've got another great episode for you. Hope you enjoyed this week's and you get those campaigns implemented in your business. Right, that's it. We'll see you next week. 